What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 40 fantasy football wide receivers. Earlier today, I went through my top 40 running backs. Tomorrow, we'll be hitting up my overall rankings and then also my super flex rankings. So stay tuned for those. If you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Going to be breaking these 40 wide receivers up into eight different tiers. Not going to be going crazy in depth on every single player because I've done that in other rankings videos. Just kind of more so focused focusing on some of the shifts, still just, you know, giving you the tiers, but then locking in on the players that have kind of moved around since I did my last rankings video. Let's jump right into it. Starting off with tier one, nothing has changed here. It's Justin Jefferson and it is Jamar Chase, two young stud wide receivers on good offenses. These would be the first two wide receivers I'm taking off the board pretty much like a hundred percent of the time. Then moving into tier two, we have Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup, two more high ceiling wide receivers, just guys that are a little bit more up there in age, maybe a few more concerns, Cooper Cup coming off a season ending ankle injury. What's that Rams offense going to look like? Tyreek Hill getting up there in age a little bit, not expecting him to fall off, but he also has the Tua concussion concerns. Still like these guys in like the early to mid first round, but they are going to be in tier two. Moving into tier three, we've got Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, and Garrett Wilson. Another tier that hasn't had any shakeup here. I do think Stephon Diggs clearly leads this tier. Then I have Amon Ra and CD Lamb really close together. I think these are both guys that can push for 20 plus point per game seasons. After those guys, we've got Devontae Adams. Still view him as an elite wide receiver. Maybe he sees a little bit less work down the field going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, but still someone who should, you know, command an insane number of targets and be very solid for fantasy. After that, we have AJ Brown. Still not really, you know, getting in on the AJ Brown hype. I can't take him over Adams, Lamb, or Amon Rossi Brown. I just think his ceiling is a little bit capped on this Eagles passing attack. Probably not going to have a crazy amount of passing volume to go around, but I still think he's a really strong mid-tier wide receiver one. And then to wrap up this tier with Garrett Wilson, I do expect Wilson to take a very strong leap in year two. Um, you know, just having another year of experience in the NFL, but then also being paired with Aaron Rodgers. In tier four, we've got Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, and Devonta Smith. If you are new to the channel, Calvin Ridley is the player in this tier that probably feels a little bit high. I've talked a ton about how I'm very in on Calvin Ridley. I talked about him as a league-winning wide receiver in my video, I think it was yesterday. Um, Last full season we saw him play, he was the wide receiver four in points per game. I'd just rather take like a wide receiver one on a Jaguars offense that should be one of the best in the NFL over a guy like T. Higgins or Devonta Smith, who are playing on solid offenses, but are going to be locked in as wide receiver twos on their own teams. So that's why I have Ridley ahead of those guys. Like this tier at like the two, three turn area. In tier five, we've got Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, and Debo Samuel. Might have swapped Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. Not sure if I had already made that change in my last rankings video, but I am very high on Keenan Allen. The worst finish he's had in the last six seasons was the wide receiver 13 in points per game. I will gladly draft him as a mid-tier wide receiver too. It seems like him regressing is already baked into his ADP. If he doesn't end up regressing and it's just the same guy, he will end up being a steal at this current price. I really like Amari Cooper in this spot. I think he has some nice upside if Deshaun Watson does bounce back. And we also saw him kind of uptick his target volume last year, had the highest target share of his career. If he can keep that along with a Deshaun Watson bounce back, 
we could see a top 12 season out of Amari Cooper. Then we've got DK Metcalf. I would be taking Metcalf at the 3-4 turn. He typically doesn't fall to me in drafts. In general, I just think his ceiling is a little bit capped playing alongside Lockett and JSN. But like I said, still someone I would take at like the 3-4 turn area. Then we have Mike Williams, very high on Mike Williams. I also talked about him in my uh, potential league winning wide receiver video, playing on one of the best passing attacks in the NFL. He's been a top 20 wide receiver in back-to-back seasons. Don't see why he's going outside the top 24 this year. And then to wrap up this tier with Debo, Debo Samuel is an incredibly talented player. I just think there are too many mouths to feed on this 49ers offense. You have Christian McCaffrey involved as a pass catcher. I mean, and CMC and Elijah Mitchell on the ground. You got Brandon Ayuk. You have George Kittle. We look back to last season after the CMC trade in the games where they're all playing together, you know, in their full roles. Debo Samuel averaged only 11 PPR points per game in seven games. I definitely think he's going to improve on that, but I don't know if he's going to go from 11 PPR points per game to giving you mid-tier wide receiver two production. So I would just kind of rather pass on him at his current price, take some of the players I have ranked ahead of him. Then moving into tier six, we did have some shakeups in this tier. We've got Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Drake London, DeAndre Hopkins, and Deontay Johnson. We had some injuries bump out guys like Jerry Judy and Terry McLaurin, who were originally in this tier. Starting off with Christian Watson, still really like his ceiling as a year two player. Then we've got DJ Moore. I do think Moore has a pretty wide range of outcomes, But if I had to lean towards one of them, I feel like him and Fields can both elevate each other for fantasy. Obviously, there's the downside that Fields doesn't come around as a passer, but I'm more willing to lean into the kind of optimistic view of DJ Moore this season. I really like Drake London as a player. With London, you're just kind of hoping his quarterback play is like semi-competent this season. You're hoping Ritter you know, can be that guy just to support his weapons, his wide receiver one. Then we've got DeAndre Hopkins. Still don't love the landing spot for D-Hop, but I do view him as like a fringe top 24 wide receiver. And then I ended up moving Deontay Johnson up into this tier. You could argue him at like the bottom of this tier, top of the next one. He's a guy that I talked about as a league winning wide receiver. In general, I've just liked what I've seen out of the Steelers in the preseason. I think this offense should take a step forward. Kenny Pickett heading into year two, and Deontay is still commanding targets at a very high level. We also saw in the preseason, not only was he still up there like towards a 30% target share, but his dot was bumped up from last season. If that sticks, I think that's a great sign moving forward. Obviously, if you can command the same number of targets or the same target share and their deeper targets, that is going to be more valuable. Overall, I just don't think it's really egregious putting him in here considering he's been a top 22 wide receiver in two of the last three seasons with a wide receiver eight finish in there. Then moving into tier seven, this is going to be a pretty large tier. We have Chris Godwin, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and wrapping it up with Mike Evans. Kind of mentioned this earlier, we saw Jerry Judy and Terry McLaurin slip into this tier due to their injuries. Overall, this entire tier is very close together when we're like combining all the players. These guys should all be probably going within like two rounds of each other. So in that range, you're kind of just going out and getting your guy. But looking at Jerry Judy and Terry McLaurin more specifically, it does seem like Judy's hamstring injury is probably more severe than McLaurin's toe injury. But to begin with, I was already higher on Jerry Judy. Just think he has a little bit more of a ceiling than Terry McLaurin. So Jerry Judy is still gonna be a little bit ahead of Terry McLaurin for me in my rankings, but like they're back-to-back for the wide receivers. And I think they're also back-to-back in my uh, overall rankings. 
I will say it can be kind of tough to evaluate these injured guys. We don't know how long they're going to be out for, but I think like a general rule for you guys to follow is that I'd be much more willing to draft these injured players in smaller leagues or leagues with shallow starting lineups. So if you're in like a eight team, 10 team league, would be much more willing to take the discount on Terry McLaurin and Jerry Judy because your roster is probably going to have other decent options to plug into your starting lineup if they do miss time. Also, if you're in a shallow starting lineup league, right, where you're just going two wide receivers, two running backs, one flex, you'll probably have one or two other players you feel confident starting early on in the season. So McLaurin or Judy missing time early on won't be a huge deal. But if you're in like a 12-team, 14-team league, you have three flexes or you're going three wide receivers, two flexes, then, you know, those guys missing time will probably be a hit in your lineup. Not saying you can't take them, but it's just, I think you're kind of, you know, setting yourself up a little bit tougher early on in the season in like those larger leagues or with deeper starting lineups. Then uh, I think the other player that I moved up was Christian Kirk. I was originally a little bit concerned with him kind of getting bumped out of the two wide receiver sets. We saw in the preseason, it was Ridley and Zay Jones in those. Christian Kirk was not there, but it seems like in general, the Jaguars are going to use three wide receivers pretty heavily. So I think his route participation will take a little bit of a hit, but I still think he will be very relevant for fantasy as like a nice wide receiver three option. And then another player who arose in my rankings was Jahan Dotson. The injury to Terry McLaurin obviously bumps him up. I do think Dotson has an opportunity to just straight up compete with Terry McLaurin to be the wide receiver one on this team. Really like Jahad Dotson as like a year two option here. Think he can put it together and make a big jump in his second NFL season. Now moving into tier eight, this is going to be the final tier. And this is pretty much like the tier with the young up and coming wide receivers. We have Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, George Pickens, Quinton Johnston, and Zay Flowers. So JSN takes like a minor hit with his wrist injury. He may miss some time to start off the season, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is a huge deal. Like JSN was probably not drafted on your team where you're expecting like immediate production out of the gate. You may have liked him as like a flex option early on, but he was always going to be a late season play. We see it with these young wide receivers. They're the guys that can really break out win your leagues down the stretch. So I still think he's a very solid pick for fantasy football. Then we've got George Pickens here. Um, I'm not huge on George Pickens, but I do think if Pickett takes a step forward, George Pickens does become pretty interesting for fantasy. Like I said, I am very high on Deontay. So I think some people are expecting Pickens to take over as the wide receiver one. I'm not there yet, but still a talented young wide receiver willing to kind of throw a dart in this range. And then we wrap up this tier with two rookie wide receivers, Quinton Johnston and Zay Flowers. Just like these guys as like dart throws in your drafts. You have Quinton Johnston on one of the best passing attacks in the NFL. Keenan Allen getting up there in age. Mike Williams, you know, kind of banged up here and there. Still like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but there are routes for Quinton Johnston to come in and have a very strong impact in year one. And then Zay Flowers has the opportunity to potentially be the wide receiver one for this Ravens offense that should be more pass heavy this season. So I think this is a really nice area to just throw darts on these young wide receivers. I think in your more casual leagues, casual platforms, these guys are going to end up being really solid values in your drafts. So that's going to wrap it up for my top 40 fantasy wide receivers. What do you guys think about these rankings? Let me know down below in the comments. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't seen my running backs and you're interested, go check that video out already posted on the YouTube. And then uh, you can check out my overall rankings and my Superflex rankings tomorrow if you are interested. So thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.